Hello and welcome back to JDA Football Podcast. This time it is actually, and I'm delighted to say we are joined by the Football Blogging Awards winner 2018, Max. Match day with Max even. Um, how are you doing? And I mean, I already asked how are you doing, um, but just for all the viewers, how are you doing? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really good, Daniel. Uh, thanks for having me on, mate. Uh, really appreciate it. Um, it's good to do these uh, these type of podcasts. Um, no, I'm all right. Um, I was just saying to you off camera, I'm kind of having a relaxing week this week before things get busy again as the FA Cup first round starts. But uh, no, I'm very well, thanks. Good. How are you, Joe? Yeah, pretty good. How are you, Dan? Yes, good as well. Um, so we'll just give you some questions and then, yeah, it'll just be a very chill yeah, cool. vibe sort of podcast. Um, so, Joe, do you want to start off with a question? Yeah. Um, so, obviously, um, United haven't been great this season. What do you think they can be doing better? In terms of Man United, that is. Yeah. Um I think, if I'm perfectly honest with Man United, I've got plenty of mates that are Man U fans. Um, I think that Man U could do with some better behind-the-scenes staff in terms of there's not a lot of people to support Ole. Um, now, I want to see him do well. I don't think he will do well. Um, I I'd be really surprised if he's still here by the end of the season. Um, I know a lot of people back him. A lot of people still want him kind of gone, but he keeps having a game where they're really bad and then a game where they're picking it back up and it looks hopeful for them. So, in my honest opinion, um, from a neutral point of view with Man United, is they need staff behind the scenes. There was links with uh, Rio Ferdinand being director of football a few months ago. I, I don't think that's ever happened. So, they need some... Uh, experience rounds Ole Gunnar Solskjaer they need um, director of footballs coach scout and uh, technical directors and I don't think he's got that that help around him so I, I, I think they'll struggle until they find that help or, or find a manager that doesn't need the support around him maybe that's a, a more experienced manager yeah I mean as you yeah. know it's quite key uh, what you're going to say Joe because um, he doesn't seem to be inspiring his players as much as uh, basically any other manager out there because his team's absolute class, but he just doesn't seem to get the performance out of him. Yeah, I know. Totally agree, yeah. Um, let's go on to your club now, Max. Um, now, Chris Hewton has been brought in, hasn't he? Mm. Sabriel Lamucci was there for 15 months. How would you see this one going? I know you talked to Fusion or Josh Fusion. Yeah, Josh. I, I spoke to Josh, of course. I uh, The news kind of broke. I was... Um, was at college actually and uh, kind of rushed I kind of got home about five o'clock and was just on my phone I was quite late to the news to be honest with you I'm normally on Twitter 24 7 um but I was just I think I can't I think I was actually doing some college work or something similar to that and I kind of just had a message from um a journalist that I know that said uh, that that they've sacked the manager um but there was no real warning from Forrest sacking the the manager normally with with, with football clubs is journalists and, and people in the media get the warning about five or ten minutes before um but it was kind of just out of the blue really um a short statement and then about 21 22 minutes later uh, Chris Hewton was announced so it was quite a busy evening for me in terms of interviews and things um but how can I see it going um if I'm perfectly honest with you, I think if Chris Hewton can't get Forrest up, nobody ever will be able to. Uh, I think he's a very good manager. He's bags of experience. We've got, uh, you know, he's brought in Anthony Knockhart. We're still waiting on the whole 
Gorinsky situation with West Brom and that's might be that's looking not likely to be approved by the EFL so he would have actually only brought in one player on that transfer deadline day uh, but I think that uh, in terms of uh, tactical play from what we've seen so far it's an improvement from Lamucci it's nowhere near as as good as we'd hope or, or Chris hopes I think and he said that in his in his post-match interviews it's not going to change overnight like that it's going to take a while so I reckon probably um, hopefully if we can get out of this kind of little bit of bad form we're in we've obviously found a little bit of form now to you know and we're at the bottom of the table but fingers crossed we we can turn that around and, and hopefully by Christmas be near those playoff spots uh, I think playoffs kind of the least that we uh, that we hope for this season and if um, if we don't go up this season then we go again the next one and then I say if Chris probably doesn't get up the next one then they'll probably sack him so uh, that's football for you isn't it it's really a, a results driven business and that was proved with Lamucci we had some uh, you know good breaks and good and good spells in some games but the, you know the goals weren't there and we, we weren't winning games and um, that's what football is all about really and especially the management Definitely. Uh, where do you see Forest going within the like, next five years? Do you reckon you'll be in the Premiership? Or I've uh, I've said for the last five, I've probably said for the last, well, I'm 16 now and I've supported Forest since the age of about five. So I've probably said for the last 10 years that I hope Forest will be in the Premier League. Um, I, I, I hope so. I can't predict it. Um, I think it doesn't help when there's fans not in. And that's uh, being perfectly honest with you. I really do think that the Forest team thrives under that kind of city ground atmosphere and, and even away from home as well with a bit of pressure on them, maybe. And for example, we saw in the Derby game when Forest could have easily gone on and won that game and probably the same for Derby, really. And if they'd have that, the, you know, the fans just getting behind them a bit and giving them a bit of a lift, which even Lyle Taylor came out on his post-match interview and spoke about. I think that Forest have to have... Um, um, fans in otherwise we, we don't get that lift the players don't get that motivation maybe but Chris newton has got to find a way to motivate them so for the next five years well I hope fans will be back in definitely in a year's time um, but you know we don't know at the moment so I hope so I think we will be in the Premier League in five years whoever it's under whoever the team is whoever the squad is whatever the you know, the time is and then the year, I, I honestly, I don't know. Um, but I can see if we stick with Chris Hute and give him time and, and get some more additions in, then uh, I definitely see us going up, uh, if not this season, fingers crossed next to uh, automatics, hopefully. So you said um, if Chris didn't get you out, get you up in the next two seasons, you think he'd be out? Yeah. Um, do you not think that you need to give him more of a chance with fans in the stadiums? Because obviously, oh, Definitely. Oh yeah, definitely. But that's the I'm, I see when I said that I was going on like the track record of Forest and in terms of the ownership of the club that um, unfortunately I don't think Forest have ever really given a manager proper time. Um, whether that will change, I don't know. I think it's two seasons, and if you're not up, then you're out. Um, it can be even less sometimes depending on the run of results. So I really want to see Chris get three or four seasons. But um, for, I think unfortunately with Forest and the way that the owners want quick success, I think that um, that he could be out in, in in another two or three. But to be honest with you, I don't want to talk about that because I think that we need to, you know, a lot of Forest fans will want to be focused on this season and the next one, which hopefully he's, he's at least going to get the whole of these, uh, well, kind of, a, I guess you could say the half of this season and then the full season next with a summer transfer window in between. And if fans, like you said there, um, Joseph, if fans are back in, then fingers crossed, it will it, drive the team more. Um, and, and Chris Newton's come into management, hasn't he? And he said this is his first job since uh, when he was 
at Brighton and, and took them up. So it's very weird because there's no fans and he actually said he's actually struggling to come to terms with that. So it's quite interesting. Um, but fingers crossed, we'll, we'll give him a lot of time and, uh, and, and go up, if not this season, the next one as well. So you seem to be singing his praises quite a bit. Um, are you excited to see where he can take you? Oh, definitely, definitely. With his track record of the championship, 100%. 100%. I think that um, I've never seen when a manager's been appointed such high praise from his former clubs um, in terms of Brighton, Norwich, Newcastle, all full of praise. Um, I mean, he did a remarkable job. I think he is actually... Someone I interviewed told me this stat, so I'm nicking it off them. Um, but I think, uh, apart from Neil Warnock, so he's second to Neil Warnock, he's the... Um, best championship manager in terms of taking teams up he has the best uh, percentage of promotion in the championship as a manager or head coach so um, I'm very excited to see what we can do under him and especially with the arrival of Anthony Knockhart as well that he brought in on transfer deadline day that I mentioned earlier and with this summer transfer window as well coming up whether we're in the championship or the Premier League then um, if Chris can get players in he worked with it at Brighton, Newcastle and Norwich and form those around the current Forest squad which is good anyway with the likes of Harry Arter in and people like that and Lyle Taylor as well I think that uh, Forrest are destined for success really um, Yeah just last question on the manager now um, and Chris Hewton if you were in the owner's position how much time mm. would you give him because I know you're saying they would give him about two seasons or so but mm. if, you, if it was just you how long would you give him? Um, it's a very difficult question. I've always wanted to be a football chairman, to be honest with you. Um, but knowing, knowing me, I, I'm, I haven't got the most best amount of patience. So um, I'd actually probably pull the gun quicker than some people would. Uh, no, I think if, if being realistic and, and everything, I think I'd probably say uh, three, three seasons at least. Uh, three seasons at least. Unless we're bottom of the league and, and, and there's, you know, we've lost 11 in a row and there needs to be a change then, you know, that's when football clubs are most likely to make a change. But uh, apart from that, I think that uh, I think that three seasons is plenty. And uh, if I was honest with you, I, I, I really do hope he gets that. Uh, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all the questions I've got. All right, okay. Um, another question will go from Forrest to you now. Um, mm. I sort of think that you're... People call you a vlogger, but I sort of think you're sort of a reporter, like the style you do it, the way you do it. Oh, yeah. Do, do, you, do you think the same? Oh, definitely, yeah. I don't think I'm a vlogger. Um, I'm perfectly honest with you. I don't like being called a, a vlogger. And luckily, at the because I like you mentioned at the start, I won the best young uh, blogger or vlogger in 2018. But in 2019, I won the best young content creator, you see. So it's a slightly yeah. different name. And I preferred that because of... The name and no, because my dream and my end goal with uh, football and, and, and presenting and just general um, presenting as well, which I want to do, is is to be a presenter. I don't want to. I don't want to continue YouTube forever. YouTube's been great for me. I've built a platform off. I always say this to people and stuff when I'm on these kind of you know kind of podcasts that. Um, I've done very well in terms of uh, building myself a platform at, at Forest and fingers crossed then I can build that on and and, um, and then at the moment hopefully with things picking back up as well I could continue into more of a career which is the kind of long-term um, long-term aim and goal yeah yeah um, well it sounds good I mean what age did you start because I was going back through a couple of videos like your old ones what age did you actually start you look quite young I was very young. I uh, started, I think, at the age of 11. Um, so that, that was when I more did the, 
the vlog style of things. Um, but at the age of about 13, 14, I changed into the more presenting side of things. Um, it's been a long old journey. It's gone quick though. It's gone really quick. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. And I've always said to myself, if I didn't enjoy it, I'd stop it. Um, and I'm still enjoying it, you know, to this day, I, I don't do as many as I used to, um, because I, I, you know, I work with other people now like Mitre and I worked, did some, uh, work with the BBC as well about six months ago. So, you know, that different things can get in the way and, um, I won't be able to do YouTube forever, but like I said, um, before my, my aim is to obviously turn, make kind of, I've made this platform for myself and I want to kind of turn that into a career, but no, I started at a very early age. So, uh, I was a lot more, uh, probably still I'm a bit baby face, but I was a lot more baby face back then and a lot more uh, of a squeaky voice as well. <laughs> yeah, I could tell. That. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so what, so you, you said what your end goal is, what's your like build up now? Like what are you studying at college? What do you want to go to uni apprenticeship? Mm. What do you want to do? Um, good question. I've never been asked that before, actually. Um, I think in terms of the current situation, nobody knows what's going on. Um, it's been, if I'm perfectly honest with you, it's been quite difficult uh, in terms of what I can uh, and can't do with football and things. And, and the BBC work was supposed to be continuing now, but, but that got pulled because, because of COVID. So my hope is in a year's time, um, I will have probably, I would be coming towards like my last year of college um, after college, whether I go into an apprenticeship or, or you know, going to the workplace, I'm, at the moment, it's more uh, looking for opportunities as well as waiting um, and just hoping that, that, that the, right, the right thing comes up. But I think that everybody, it's very difficult at the moment because nothing's guaranteed. No one is like secure in terms of job-wise and, and nobody maybe knows what they want to do because of, um, you know, COVID-19 has, has thrown a massive spanner uh, in the work for some people. And um, it's through, through a probably a little bit of one for me as well in terms of work but hopefully with things getting back to the new normal now um i'll be able to you know continue what, what i can uh, do um and like you said my kind of long-term goal is obviously to get to the top um it'll take a while it'll take a lot of hard work but i'm willing to put it in and fingers crossed you know with like college and uni that might be a possibility as well yeah um work experience i know that will be quite vital because i sort of want to not do what you like what you want to do but i want to just work in like the sports media and i know work experience is quite vital to put on your cv um so have you got any that you've done or what have you got work experience is it work experience is difficult um but but i'm very lucky that i signed at the bbc and, and signed at mitre as well and my mitre contract included uh managed your work experience for them to help develop my career so i'm very lucky with that um and you know i'm um uh, I, I get to do things like work experience, I suppose, with MITRE. And my, the thing that I do, and I guess my job, um, is includes that work experience anyway, because a lot of people would struggle to find what I do maybe and the opportunities that I get. And I'm very lucky for that and very grateful as well. So I guess I kind of get work experience pretty much all the time as well. Um, but I'll, I'll obviously look to do that in a more formal point of view. But, but, but my advice to anybody really um, is because I'm still on the same page as a lot of people in terms of waiting for, for different bits to come up is just to work hard. All, all you can do is work hard um, show that you want it and just ask, ask the question, can I do work experience? You know, don't be afraid of asking, asking for help, asking for questions. And, um, that's what I've always been told by other people and people in the sports media industry that I've got to know and fellow people like myself is just, just, just to get on with it. And, um, the, the more work you do and the more hard work you put up, uh, put in, then the more maybe easy it will get towards the end and the more rewards, of course, you'll get out of it. Um, ultimately really as well yeah so you said you started at like 11 or 12 
Mm. So how did you go about um, like making videos and getting a fan base and like pushing yourself out into the world? How, how yeah. did you achieve that? Yeah, so I started obviously at uh, 11 and then from kind of when I turned it in more into match day with Max and, and, and the re- interviewing and reporting side of things, I just would go up to people and ask them for interviews. But now I'm quite lucky in terms of I've got quite a good interview um, interview base. In fact, during lockdown, I have, I have kind of know that many people from interviews. I put, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm a bit geeky, but I put a spreadsheet together for each Forest game. Um, for who I was going to interview and, and tried to stick it to that. So I'm very lucky that I've built, uh, built up a great base. And I've always said that the people that make my YouTube channel are the people that I interview. It's not me because uh, a lot of people who I interview know a lot more than me and are much more knowledgeable and come across on camera much better. So, um, so you know, I'm very lucky that I've, I've, I've built up that kind of base of subscribers and people that want to come on the channel as well. But, you know, it took a lot of hard work and, it, and it's still hard work now. Um, you know, a lot of people will see a six minute video from, from Match Day with Max on a Saturday evening from a Forest game when, when we were in, in the normal a few years ago um, and thought, Oh, oh yeah, six minutes. That probably only take him half an hour to put together. But it take you know, it takes me the whole day. It takes a lot of uh, editing. It takes a lot of planning. You know, I, I put a lot of planning and stats and research. I've got books and books of stats and things. Um, but I all, I, it's all part of the fun. I really enjoy planning things as well. I kind of like that theory side. I guess you could call it, uh, call it as well. And I always like putting the hard work in, and it's good because. I get to see things that a lot of people don't see. I get to see the players warm up pitch side. I get to speak to some of the players before they play a game. I get to see the behind the scenes of the club, you know, and speak to club staff. So it's brilliant at Forest. And with my mitre stuff is I've got to have so many more opportunities with that in terms of, you know, going to Wembley and reporting on the FA Cup final, which well, I'd never really dreamt of. And I thought that'd take me a lot longer. But at the age of, uh, well, I was 15 when that happened to do that was, was pretty special. Um, so now I've built up a really good base of subscribers as well and they've always helped me along the way so you know I'm very grateful to have the platform from YouTube and very lucky to have a lot of support as well off a lot of people not only close to me in terms of family wise but in in the wider community and subscribers as well um yeah I I always wondered how do you get pitch side because that must have took you I don't know what you've done there it's like a miracle sort of um it did, didn't take a lot honestly um i was just doing my normal videos and forest emailed me saying would i like to um come down and just shoot like a training video shoot like a, a video on the pitch and then from there they really well they obviously like me um and, and i said and I, again i asked the question you know can i have media access every game and from then onwards i've built up a really good relationship with the club they trust me i trust them and um i do my own thing and i know the rules of of staying away from things and i can't for example i won't be able to go up to a player on a um on before a game and just interview them it's not allowed so i have to, i'd have to like ask for permission or do it in more um where the kind of the media guys are with them so uh, i you know i know the rules i, I stick to them and then i maintain a healthy relationship with the club and i think that's always key um so i'm very lucky to get pitch side but it's it's, it's very nice doing it um although i kind of just see it as something normal it's weird a lot of people will see it obviously like you probably daniel as well as something phenomenal and i sometimes have to step back and think Oh yeah, I really just did just go on the pitch, or yeah, oh yeah, I really did just film the teams coming out, or whatever, something like that. So um, yeah, it's pretty special. I always embrace it every, every time I I do it, and I'm on the pitch. Yeah. If United, if you're watching this, I'll happily, I'll happily come along <laughs> and do something like that. Um, but uh, going on to the interviews, what you said before, who's the best uh, person you've ever interviewed, like, ever? 
Um, ever. Jason Cummins has got to be up there. Um, I was very young at the time. Um, another one, I'd probably say Steve Bruce last season as well. That was just out of the blue um, at, at kind of the mighty game. Um, Steve was, was very good, quite funny off camera as well. There's, there's so many. Honestly, I, I, I can't put it on, onto one, but those two are probably my favourite from, um, from the last three or four years. Uh, what did it feel like going on the Channel 5 set? I know this was a couple of years back, but that must have been yeah. like you were dreaming. So. Oh, crazy, crazy. Uh, I, yeah, I just tweeted Colin Murray, didn't I, with a link to one of my videos. He said, would I like to go down and see how Quest is created and how he does his job? Um, and I was very lucky. And the three guys that presented it, Colin, Chris and Caroline Barker as well, um, I've kept in touch with them ever since. And I maintain a really good uh, friendship, I guess you could say, with with Colin Murray now. And um, he always asks me for favour if I, he needs any info on Forest or he needs someone to talk about Forest. And I'll always ask him for a favour if I need advice on the media industry or um, what to do with a certain thing or just a general EFL pundit or, or a general opinion on something. And I think that's always important to, to build healthy relationships and contacts um, in the industry as well, which I think I've done a, a, an okay job at so far. Uh, so yeah, I really enjoyed doing it. And, and Colin is a great guy. He really is. Um, he's In fact, yeah, he, he's one of the nicest guys that I've, I've ever met, ever interviewed and ever maintained a, 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 a decent friendship with and always see him as somebody I can go to and ask him for advice or whatever and um, yeah the last time I saw him was mm, nine months ago I think it was when we were some EFL on Quest event and oh, so yeah. it's very difficult at the moment for doing things but hopefully with a bit of the mitre stuff and FA Cup stuff uh, give you a bit of uh, secret information here uh, a bit, 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 bit of sneak peek that uh, hopefully me and Colin That's will be so. doing something with that maybe I'll, uh, I'll interview him about the FA Cup in, in the next few uh, weeks or months that's, uh, that's coming and of course when the FA Cup starts as well yeah, That sounds good Joe? <laughs> Have you thought of any more questions? Um, no, I've just been scrolling through all your videos you've maintained consistent views all the way through your channel how exactly have you done that? Because um, all of our videos have gone up and down depending on the topic and like what sort of video it is. Uh, it's very difficult. Yeah, it is, it is difficult. Um, it's creating the right audience. It's targeting the right audience and it's having loyal people that want to watch it every week. Um, the honest question is, I don't know. I don't have a secret recipe. Um, all I can say is be unique. Try and get, keep going and you'll get a consistent like base overall of people that want to watch it. And then they're really my only two tips for it. I can't really put it down to one thing. Um, oh. Hopefully for some insight there. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, you've provided a lot of help. Um, yeah, I don't know why I said that. Never mind. Um, so, Forrest, like, I, it's been a long journey. I mean, in the 80s, you were like up there and now you're here. What sort of went on for the viewers who don't really know, would you say? Well, I mean, I've only been around on the planet for 16 years, so I can't answer uh, below those 16 years. Um, I thought you said you could research. <laughs> um, I, I'd probably say just maybe the behind the scenes in terms of the ownership. Um, we've got great owners now, in my opinion. Uh, we've got Evangelos Marinakis with a team of English-based directors here in the UK that, that, that run the forest day-to-day. Uh, -day. Um, we've got a new stadium coming, hopefully, in the next few years. Um, again, that was something that was put on hold, really, because of COVID. So, fingers crossed that comes out of it. I can only put it down, really, to behind-the-scenes issues and, and, and maybe 
not having the right manager and just maybe that little bit of luck that we were um that we're lacking but if I'm perfectly honest I can't really answer that question apart from uh, my time as a Forest fan of seeing uh, two bad well I say a bad owner and, and one that of course we had Nigel Doughty who unfortunately died and um, I mean that was devastating for the club at the time and I think that really knocked the morale of people as well um, and then we came with with, with Fawaz in and that well that, that was just a disaster really um, that was on par with I think in the we were in the top five worst run um, English clubs um, there are so many stories to tell about that kind of uh, era uh, I think a lot of people have so many as well including myself so it just wasn't a good time to be a Forest fan however now things are looking more positive we've had two years now I think with with Evangelos Maranakis and uh, hopefully with the new stadium Chris Hewton everybody behind the squad we will uh, go forward and maybe try and recreate that success like you said in the 70s and 80s when I wasn't around yeah, yeah. I think it'll take a lot uh, to get back to that. But who, you never know. You never know. Leicester happened. So. As long as we, uh, as long as we beat Man U one day, I'll, oh, I'll, I'll yeah. take that. I mean, in the one of my best course. mates is a one of my best mates is a Man U fan, season ticket holder, and um, I mean, he, he follows Forest, he likes Forest, and he says he's he, he, they're at his third club really because of me, and he's been to Forest before, and I've been to United, so um, I, I just hope one day we can get a win over you. Yeah, it'd be very interesting. Um, <laughs> Joe, have you got any advice uh, for Max and uh, Nottingham Forest of how to get a promotion since you did it? Um, manager, tell us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it all happened to us because of, um, well, Steve Bruce. Um, he was a really good man manager. So, but I guess uh, it's all behind the leadership, isn't it? Because I wouldn't say our, our club wasn't world-breaking at the time. Obviously, we had Jack Graylish and John McGinn, but uh, it matters less about the team and more about how they work together and the leadership in uh, the club. Definitely, I agree. I've never actually been in a playoff like final. I've watched a couple of them, but you like, of course, United are one of the best, so they've not had to be there. But what's it actually like? Because Forrest, I'm sure you've seen one of them. Them in the playoff finals. You've never seen Forest in the playoff. I've never, I've never, I've never been to a playoff final. I've seen us in the semi-final once, um, but of course we had the heartbreak against Stoke and we just missed out on that uh, playoff semi-final. Um, no, I've, I've, I've never seen a playoff final. No. God. Joe, what's playoffs in general? The most <laughs> nail-biting thing we've ever been through, though. <laughs> I was, uh, I was very grateful a few seasons ago when Villa beat Derby and QPR as well beat Derby yeah. um, to stop them I mean Derby haven't got the best record in the playoffs they've lost two playoff finals and they've been in the, so many semi-finals but they've just never gone further uh, but you're right I think it's a lottery really with the playoffs definitely um, it's you know any team it could go to anyone couldn't it oh it could I mean a few seasons ago Huddersfield I think didn't even score a goal in the playoffs and went up on penalties in both yeah. legs and, and the final as well so that shows a lot <laughs> um, you spoke about Derby there I've, that rivalry, Derby, it's not like many others. And I don't know if it's because you have to be like a supporter of one of the teams to understand the rivalry. But is it as big as like uh, United, Liverpool on that scale or like fans wise? Or what, what would you say? I, I, I honestly do think it is. Um, I really do think that in terms of the maybe it's more toxic. Um, there's a lot more rivalry between uh, us. It's not as big. It doesn't get as big as, as televised, but no, it, it gets, um, it's one of the most exciting days, nervous days in, in football. And um, 
I just, I live for Derby days. Doing a video against Forest Derby, and especially when Forest win, is one of the best things to do. It's one of, you know, it's brilliant. The, the fans are up for interviews. Players are up for interviews. Celebrities and pundits are up for interviews. It's great. It really is great. It's one of my favourite things to do. And um, there is just that kind of rivalry constantly there. And, it, and it's brilliant. It really is. Um, but no, I'd definitely put it in, 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 the, in the top five in English football, 100%. Yeah. Um, so I, I said, who was the best person you interviewed? Who's the worst person you've interviewed? Or is this a bit of a bad question? To be <laughs> I mean, to be honest, the worst person I've interviewed, I don't, I actually don't think I've interviewed a worse people. No. I, I, I honestly don't think I've interviewed a, a bad person. And I'm being deadly serious there. Um, some are more sure and want to get the interview over than others. Um, maybe just give some short answers and want done with it, which is fair enough. Because. Um, I know for a fact that a lot of people don't want to be, you know, questions all the time in front of a mic. Some people obviously want to ramble on forever. Um, it's it's finding a good balance. But no, I, I couldn't say I couldn't say a worse person. I've never really, really interviewed a bad person. I mean, um, whether I will in my career, I don't know. If I if I end up like Piers Morgan and interview serial killers, then I'd put them down. But yeah. I don't. I think for the time being, I can't. I I, I can't. I can't answer that question though. No. Yeah. Right. No. Fair enough. I understand. Um, well, that's all my questions done, Joe. I think that's all your questions done. Yep, yeah, I'm I'm done. Um, it's been an honour having you on, Max. No problem. Thanks, Thanks for having me on. No, I really appreciate you guys, and uh, good luck with everything. And uh, if you need anything as well, give me a shout. Thank you. Yeah, right. cheers, Max. See you in the next episode, guys. In a bit.